Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. All right, Albie. Hi. Look at you. How naughty are you, by the way? Naughty? Calling today's broadcast a nooner you called it that no i didn't you <laughs> did the title why would you do that why did you call it that why did you call it that no you told me to no i didn't you that came out of what <laughs> no. does that mean alice i don't know what it means. What does it mean don't, you don't said, look it up you tell me what it means no you told me to call it that i don't know what do you think it means i don't know what do you think it means alice why i would, don't know you don't okay mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> what does it mean Nothing. Just use it in common parlance. Use it during your, your Zoom meetings tomorrow. One of your 84 no. meetings tomorrow. Yes. Just tell them you had a nooner yesterday. There will be silence. Um, and another thing, just more now that we're getting private here, why does the bathroom smell so good? It smells absolutely fantastic in there. What happens in there that makes it smell so nice? What is that? Is it my... Body wash that I use? I don't know, Alice. I don't know. That's why I'm asking you questions. Don't ask me to answer the question. <laughs> I came here with a question for you. I'm assuming probably the body wash that I use. Chris, so your body smells like that? I guess so. That's great. <laughs> okay. It's not great, of course, that you're going out in the town for a bachelorette party I'm not tonight. going out. I'm, yes, the town. I'm going over you, a friend's house for a little bit with some girlfriends. of other chicks. With some girlfriends. Yeah. I know. Okay. I would suggest if anybody up here is in uh, Newburyport, you look for a bunch of drunken ladies spilling no. out of uh, the whale's tail. What's it called? Thirsty, Thirsty whale. whale. It's not true. There is. As Alice Shattuckin barks on a night of adventure in front. You look beautiful. This is a great look for you. Thank you. Great look. Thank you. So I just want to start here with one thing. One of my joys in life was a younger man in my 20s was 
you know, I was I, I was toiling in hotels, and I, I considered toiling for me. It wasn't toiling for everybody. A lot of people working in hotels did very well and had good careers, etc. I, I was just like, it wasn't my kind of thing, and I wanted to, I had I had hopes and dreams, you know. I was mm-hmm. told that from, from my mother as a little boy in Winchester, I was very special, so I thought, I have something special to offer the world. It stinks that I have to punch in, you know. I was really special and from right. Winchester, and a really smart, good-looking, handsome man person my mother told me lied to me for <laughs> my whole life about it she only really started now to realize, i lie to you too yes correct and now i and now i that's exactly right that's how oedipal is you've this. replaced your and mom so, yes and mm-hmm. uh, and so and so um so so it wasn't hotels weren't the thing really for me uh, but i i made the only friends i have are friends i've made since then at the hotels yep because you bond with people and, you know, it's, it's kind of you versus management and, you know, and you're just friends. So so I saw a lot of those friends a little while ago. It was nice to see them. And uh, and and last night we found out through a Facebook post that one of our friends, somebody said, pray for Joe Cal. Joe Cal, it was Joe Callanan. And he is a guy who was working, he used to work security when I was there. I think that he still did till recently, I guess. Uh, or, or I'm not even sure, but... But he was, uh, he was the, uh, with our circle of friends, he was in our circle of friends at the Parker House, kind of on the other side. It was like a me and, and you know, my friend Mike and a couple of those people. And then that whole circle, it would be Joe, Joe Leone, Danny McKenna, you know, et cetera. But, and, and it just, a, he Joe Cal is just a, he, uh, just a funny, funny guy and a pleasure to be with. Totally calm, cool, a gentle guy. You know, although at at the bar, if if somebody wanted it to not be a gentle situation, <laughs> Joe Cal would oblige occasionally. But he was he was a nice guy, always funny. He'd shout. I remember he just shout out the funniest things. Him and Danny McKenna, I think, were the two of the funniest guys. And so, and 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 at the Hub Pub, there was a bunch of years where we were just regulars every day. After those of us would would go to the bar. And I'd go into the straight into the hub pub on Province Street in Boston, and go to the left hand side, and that's where that was our side. Me, Dan, Gray, Mike, all my, my inner folk, mm-hmm. folks. Joe Cal would always be on the other side, which is good because then you could face him and he'd talk to you and say funny stuff. God, what did he say? He's had this, these funny lines he used to yell um, just out of nowhere, like, uh, like um, he'd just make these observations. Like, uh, let's say uh, one of us was way overserved or whatever. He would he would like just say something like "You're a maniac," but never looking, never averting his eyes. Anyway, he was just a funny guy. We used to talk every day. I'd get back, uh, you know, because he'd be at the security desk. Funny story about Joe Cal was one time he would switch. You know, we used to play so- softball. All of us in the team. I was he was awesome at sports. I was terrible. And sometimes he would go into the security office to <laughs> to change from his security uniform into his softball uniform. So apparently one time <laughs> he went in there and started getting changed and disrobed down to his underwear, never realizing that the security manager was at his desk. <laughs> it's a small room just sitting there wondering why this guy was disrobing, you know, to his underwear down there. It was very funny. Anyway. Anyway, so Joe Cal, out of you know, out of pray for Joe Cal last night, turned into Joe Cal passed away last night, and way too young. Guy, I think he's in his early fifties, just a couple years older than I. I was at his thirtieth birthday, and 
And I think he has two daughters. One of his daughters I had met a bunch of times, and I, I knew his ex-wife at the times. And it's just a, just a, um, just a, you know, it's tragedy. You know, sometimes you know, life takes people way too early, way too early. Yeah. And what we found, I think, especially in the last couple of years, is that sometimes it takes these people who have this this force for positivity that always make a room more fun and better and great. Mm -hmm. And in those ones you just don't see coming sometimes. Yeah. And so with Joe Cal, like, what? Joe Cal doesn't, doesn't pass away. He doesn't die. He's Joe Cal. He's a great guy. Joe Callanan, but he did pass away. And so just RIP Joe Cal and uh, best to his family. Just uh, Joseph Callanan was a one hell of a, a character and a great friend and a, 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 a guy who was very generous and a great dad as well. So just wanted to uh, just uh, stomp off at, at just to give a, that uh, to Joe Calvin. We don't have cocktails, but if I did, I'd be toasting him right now, and maybe we will uh, later. All right. So there was something you and I were fighting about. We were fighting No, about we weren't something? fighting, fighting, but we were in a tussle about something um, today. What was it, Alice? I don't know. Yes, you do. We I were don't know what you... We started to debate about something. We said, wait, you know, let's let's hold that till later. I don't remember this. Maybe happening. it's one of the topics that we had talked about, but I'm okay. going to start off with a different topic. Do you okay, mind? Okay, go ahead. Okay. So there has, you and I have been talking about and covering these people, these big icons of the left. Mm -hmm. And immediately they're, uh, you know, they're fond over and in, in, in classified in big uh, Heidi ways and and in considered very heavy and important, etc. And I always and my my feeling is with most of them, and it happens on the right too. Mm -hmm. Like I loved Sarah Palin, but she wasn't profound. But I loved her, you know, because she was cute and cool. But but there was nothing like, oh my goodness, this is important. This is of great import. But we do this <laughs> thing with a lot of dumb people, mostly on the left now. And then put them on a pedestal and say something important is happening here. And right. I mean, there's some of them on the right that try and do this like cult-like status thing. Uh, well, sure. Like the idiot. Uh, I don't even know Andrew Tate. Yeah, he's that a, guy. like he's yeah. a dumb. But he kind of he's kind of not trying but to put him off. Other, he's not a, but he's not in academia. Certainly, right. he's not considered uh, a a font. Is it a font? Font. Yeah. Sure. Of of uh you know, intellectual. Um, yeah, but I know, think there's certainly a bunch of people out there who think he's like some genius okay. who's a prophet so well that's a different thing i think so but on the left there is we can start with greta thunberg she's an idiot kid who's got stuff issues and is has been told that her having these this weird little oily scowl is something that's <laughs> that's good and cool and yeah greta show him and and you see that. Like, I would even say that, like, Colbert, who's just a man obsessed now, and people are like, oh, Colbert totally dunked. It's like, he's not dunking. He's having an issue, you know? <laughs> he needs help, guys. And But there are a bunch of them. Uh, and and I, I've been trying to find a way to... They just instantly get this... this Star height. status, Right, yeah. and I'm like, why? why? You're, even like are, Nicole Hannah-Jones. Well, you've hit the nail on the head, Alice. That's very prescient of you, because that brings us to Nicole Hannah-Jones... Um, Ibram X. Kindi, and who's um, the Italian lady who says that? Robin D'Angelo. Yes, Robin D'Angelo, et cetera. Th those are part of a cadre of, of 
small brains of lightweights intellectually. <laughs> right, but they, they're are allowed to sell their drivel exactly. to like school systems well, and all that exactly. stuff. Well, people, hold on, hold on. Hold on. Can don't I just don't make step one, on everything I'm, I'm about to do. Because you're about to step on, one, on okay. everything I'm about to do. Can I just make can, one tiny point? Okay, but if you're going to make a point that somebody else is about to make, then that's not great. Okay, it was just going to be about Tom Brady. Is that where you were going? No, it's not. Go ahead. He's, okay. he's fair game. Go ahead. <laughs> okay. Because he, there was all this pushback against like Tom Brady pushing his like TB12 curriculum into some schools or whatever in Florida mm-hmm. and his like health stuff. And that got all this pushback. Like he's a grifter. He's this, he's <laughs> that. But it's really just the same thing as everything the left does. And it's like, I don't think his stuff is anything special, but it's, it's interesting that one side is treated like it's great, wonderful knowledge, and other stuff is not treated like that. Yes, some grifting is allowed. Yeah, <laughs> some is verboten. So anyway, the, the the this brings me to I was listening to the podcast uh, just today and last night, as a matter of fact, um, the Fifth Column podcast. You guys should listen to it if you don't. And um, and we had Matt Welch on last week, and he's part of this podcast. But they had the author in um, Douglas Murray. Who's an English guy who's just uh, repatriated to America? I guess I don't know if he's repatriated. He moved to America, but so he's an English guy. He's a great and sharp, sharp author. Look him up; you'll find him. But he encapsulated this kind of person so well that I thought I'm going to grab this because it's so right on. Douglas Murray is oh, he's so um, he can be so venomous when he wants to be in, in using his intellect to really set somebody up and smack him down. And he really encapsulates what this kind of person is and why this kind of person is allowed. I'm still trying to find a term. Maybe a gentleman around this table can help me do so. Uh, or a listener. It's a genuine appeal. We have to find a term for people who put inflammatory ideas out in public and won't defend them. Hmm. That's give an example of that. So, Robin D'Angelo. Right. Okay. Uh, total fraud hugs are very, very dim in my view. Mm-hmm. Books are a very unreadable. Horribly, horribly, horribly unreadable. Uh, Very fifth-rate academic. And um, one of the very few interviews she's done in recent years on Christian Amapur's show, not not interviewed by Christian Amapur, but, uh, and I quote this in, I can't remember, the Madison Crowds or maybe in The War in the West. She is asked about some sentence, some phrase in one of her books, where she says something absolutely batshit crazy, like something like, uh, there's been no improvement in race relations in America in the last 50 years, something like that, one of these sort of things. And she's asked about this, (laughs) and she says, what's your evidence for this? What's your data for this and her reply is i think that there is a glee in in the white collective when black bodies are punished <laughs> okay so you make one bad <laughs> claim and you're asked by by the way a black female interviewer what your data is for it and you make another bad crazy claim which is even more bad crazy than the previous claim and what is the conclusion this Robin D'Angelo does not put herself up for de- for debates. She will not discuss her ideas. She will not um, uh, contest them. Yeah. Same thing with Ibrahim X. Kendi. He will not discuss his yeah, ideas. Nicole Hannah-Jones. Yeah. Nicole Hannah-Jones. Yeah. They put out these inflammatory lies, and they say, we will not debate them. Now, whatever you have to say about it, there was an era, and again, one can be kind of uh, nostalgic about it and so on, but there was an era where... You know, Norman Mailer had to go to, you know, the hall in New York and defend his views on feminism with yeah. four feminists, including Jermaine Greer. And you very good film, by the way. Very good film. Town Bloody Hall. How many Town Bloody Hall. Did he stab at that one? Yeah, before. Yeah. Jermaine Greer was killed during that. And the yeah. point is, is that, but you had to defend your ideas. 
And this was always, in America in particular, this was always one of the things. The whole point of the Lincoln-Douglas debates, you had to defend your ideas and do them in public. Mm -hmm. Now we have this strange class of provocateur, I would argue mainly from the left, that refuses to appear in public. So you get it. Mm -hmm. Um, and, And so it got me thinking about that is absolutely perfectly encapsulated. And so I thought, you know, I'm going to grab that Kendi audio that we've played before when somebody asked yeah. him to define what racism is. And and this is that. This is from three years ago, I think now, uh, at mm-hmm. some like um, Colorado race summit, whatever. And this is this guy. Abraham Kennedy has made a fortune, gets paid a fortune to uh, to be an intellectual heavyweight. You talked about the importance of defining racism. But I, but I, unless I missed it, which is possible, I didn't. I didn't hear your personal definition. Is there is there one that you would offer us? Like, how do you define racism? Sure. So racism, I would define it um, as a collection uh, of racist policies that lead to racial inequity that are substantiated by racist ideas. Silence. <laughs> sure. A, a collection uh, of racist policies that lead to racial inequity that are substantiated by racist ideas. And anti-racism is pretty simple using the same terms. Anti-racism is a collection of anti-racist policies leading to racial, anybody want to take a guess? Equity that are substantiated by anti-racist ideas. (laughs) So obviously that is an exercise in utter stupidity. Yeah. Right. Okay. And but but he's not. It, that question is a is what should be called a layup. Well, yeah, Mister Racism Professor should right. at least be able to define racism. And I yeah. love that the reporter is like like slightly putting himself down. I I guess I must have um, missed yes. it because I know that you probably did define this because by the way, that's the not a report. It's not a reporter. Oh, it's not, this it's is a paying a... audience. Okay, whatever. So this is he a concerned. Is. Good. He's a good progressive yeah. saying, "Can you offer us a definition so we can go mm-hmm. use it so I can call yeah. people racist?" Unless on my I Facebook missed it, page. which is possible. I right. think it was probably I know it's not you. me. <laughs> You're flawless. You're infallible. So what you didn't forget. I forgot. And then they ask him to repeat it so they can copy it down too. Like, wait, it looks just as stupid <laughs> the second time. Are you sure? You're not leaving half of the definition out. But he's not. So he can't, he doesn't, he's been so rarely challenged that he comes armed with nothing. And in the condescending tone, like, anyone want to take a guess? Right. Rachel, right. what? Good job, <laughs> class. <laughs> so, so in finding that, then I found this. This is from Harvard. This is last year. Now, I don't even know if the absurdity of that Hall of Fame-worthy cut with Ibrahim <laughs> Kennedy not answering the Kennedy. question. Kennedy. Kennedy. Not answer, answer, well, I'm saying it because the Harvard cut's from the Kennedy Center. Oh, okay. But um, the Kennedy School, sorry. But, like, so I don't even know if, if Ibrahim X. Kennedy has good enough friends that maybe would have said, <laughs> by the way, this viral video... That's not good. You look you should, really like an you idiot, teach, honestly. Everything you say is about racism. It's Everything hinges on that. They're paying you a lot at BU, uh, you know, this weird reckoning, George Floyd money, because you're supposed to be the racism guy. So you need to know what it is. Like, nobody has told him about that. He, everybody just kisses his ass wherever he goes. Mm-hmm. You're so bright and suburban white women in yoga pants with wine, with boxed wine say, right. oh my God, you're so white. We are so racist. I just, I, I, I need to learn to be more anti-racist, right? Tell me how good I am. 
so I feel okay about having a, a husband and two Range Rovers matching his and her Range Rovers. Tell me how good I am. Is that okay? So anyway, I find this from the Kennedy School. Ibram X. Kennedy, Kennedy last year is interviewed again. Listen to this. This blew my effing mind. How do we open a conversation with people who think we are in a post-racial society and do not believe that white privilege continues to persist in a systemically racialized society? I think if they're asking about someone who is close to them, you know, a family member, you know, a friend, then I think if they're arguing that the nation is post-racial, it's, it's important to even take a step back before you argue, no, actually, it's, it's, it's a quote, not to sort of ask them to define what is a post-racial society, you know, ask them to define what is a racist society, uh, ask them to even define what is a racist policy. What is like, because typically when people make these claims, they actually do not have a working definition of the very thing they claim doesn't exist. Anybody ring a bell? Um, and, and so that's what makes it hard for you to actually come in and say, no, actually, there's widespread structural racism. Uh, and and they, they don't have a working definition or their perspective on what structural racism is may be very different from you. So I, I would encourage you, if it's a person is close to you, you know, to really engage them on defining terms uh, and, and really work well, with them to define terms to right in a now. way that, that, that can yeah. give them the sort of lens to, to see this society. Because otherwise, you're going to have you're going to be speaking a different language, um, you know, trying to have a constructive conversation. What's hilarious about that, too, is that people who argue that we are in a post-racial society or should be in a post-racial society um, do have definitions of racism which is like treating people different based right. on their race, for example, is a typical one that I hear and can show that for the most part that generally doesn't happen in our society anymore and can therefore actually like prove a quote truth claim by having a definition of something and saying this thing isn't here in our society anymore. Whereas for them, since racism has no definition except whatever I wanted to mean today, Racism is whatever I call racist. Right. They can, they, yeah, yeah. If that's your definition of racism, then we are working with two different definitions. And you're not going to think that you don't live in a racist society because everything you say is racism is racism today. Well, right. And, and he would say, and if you say, I'm not racist, he'll say, there's no such thing as not racist. There has to be anti-racist. Well, what's that? That's pushing against actively racism where there are where equity is not seen everywhere. Well, what is the racism that's causing it? Racism. Yeah, racist it's, policies. Right. <laughs> so undergirded by racist beliefs so that cause an, racial inequity. This there is you a, go. Racism. This guy is an aeronautical engineer who cannot define what an airplane is. <laughs> I know. He can tell you an airplane is an airplane that flies through the air. Okay. What's well, an airplane? <laughs> that's once again, that's what flies through the air. That That's more of a definition that he gave, actually. Right, exactly. <laughs> you just gave more of a definition of airplane than he gave of racism in his earlier cut. And it, it's, it's just. But it's good that he has the self awareness to understand that he's not using the same definition of racism as normal human people. Well, What's I mean, your that's, definition the, that's, of a that's a grift, isn't it? Right. You know, I'm selling something new. You can be the new and improved anti-racist. This is better than plain old not racist. <laughs> so speaking of people... Oh, hold on. I got, okay. I'm okay, going to finish okay, up okay. here, right here. All right. And the way these, this kind of speaking and this kind of really uh, intellectual poison gets its way into institutions 
is because people look at people like him and they say, you know what? We're going to adopt this into our AP style book. We're going to adopt this into the copy we use right now. And we're going to be, instead of doing journalism, in this case, this is CBS News, we're going to extract the journalism from it, put this huckster up there as the expert. Mm-hmm. So listen to this. Uh, listen to this. This is one minute of C- CBS News. This is three years ago when Trump told um, Ilhan Omar and AOC and the, the other squad members to go back to their countries. A stupid thing to say, mind you, <laughs> but they outstupid him with this coverage. First of all, listen to how CBS, the journalist, puts this up. Democrats and some Republicans are speaking out against President Trump's racist tweets about his what? Racist tweets. Oh, okay. They're racist. The tweets are racist. Mm-hmm. Go back to your own country. <laughs> but no, CBS. They have. They bring on. They're about to bring on Max Kendi to tell us why the tweets are racist. But they've already made the determination. Yep. If Trump says something, it has to do with somebody who has race. <laughs> Then it's racist. So anyway, let's continue. Four Democratic oh, Congresswomen. Okay. <laughs> I don't need you right now. <laughs> okay, can you calm down? <laughs> Mr. Trump told the lawmakers who are women of color and American citizens to go back to their countries. They're also women. Mm-hmm. How is it not sexist? I mean, probably is, really. <laughs> Will you why shut are the- you? I don't know why that's doing that. Andy <laughs> is a professor and director of the Anti-Racist Research and Policy Center at American <laughs> University in Washington, D.C. He's made the trip to join us at the table here in New York. Good morning. Good to see you. Good morning. Professor Kendi. You know, take us to the history about um, go back to where you came from. Why is that considered a racist? Now, this is just, we're, this is now, we're changing the subject. Why are you laughing? Because Dua Lipa is harassing me. over you. <laughs> accidentally playing Dua Lipa. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It won't stop. Although it blows. So, um, <laughs> okay. so, um, so, so now this is now, we now have a convention of stupid. So what's wrong with you? <laughs> Are you not able to open your eyes fully now? This is when you squint, you look like the, the singer on the Muppets whose eyes are little slits. How come you can't? I'm great. Stop it. Stop. Don't make that face. Just be, just be the squinty eyes. It's like being a racist. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. <laughs> okay, go okay. ahead. You're gonna. You can't. <laughs> I'm okay. So listen to how Ibrax Kendi here, you know, just absolutely slams the door on Trump here and shows you how this is racist. Exactly. Now you tell me if this is exactly the thought process that Trump had. The statement. I know it made a lot of people cringe when he said it. 
Well, in the 19th century, um, there were many, many reformers, racial reformers, who thought that the way to solve the race problem, the Negro problem, was to essentially send back all free blacks. And that started with Thomas Jefferson, his notes of the state of Virginia, which was published in 1787 and, and went all the way up to Abraham Lincoln. And it's never said about uh, Caucasians or white people of European descent, is it, ever? It is not, because it's assumed that this is their country. And so where would they go back to? Yeah. But people of color, it's assumed that this is not their country. First of all, do you think Trump had been thumbing through Thomas Jefferson's <laughs> letters to the people of Virginia? When Probably, he came up with this. Yeah, I would think he's a big reader of the yes. Founding Fathers, I would imagine. And also, by the way, it's not exactly a proud point in our history, but go back to Italy, go back to Ireland was absolutely a Oh, sentiment. yeah, there were plenty of white people that were getting told to go back to their country. Yes, yes. It, nobody's afraid to be an a-hole to people that are different than them. Nobody. <laughs> white, black, short, tall, fat, thin, nobody's afraid through history. But they bring this moron on. It's never been said. No white person has ever been told you... to go back to their country. Not once. <laughs> nope. Never happened. <laughs> you can stay. We'd like you to stay. Especially after 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 World War One, uh, during mm-hmm. World War One, in the the towns in Ohio, particularly one we were at, when they were stringing up Germans, killing the German shepherds. Do you think? Right. You... Nope. That's fine. No. No white person. No. Never happened. Anyway, uh, that is uh, that is my uh, presentation for today. Yeah. I mean, the other thing about that, too, is they would say that those people weren't at that time included in the definition of whiteness. So they just simply redefine white and black to mean new things. It's never been said to a white person. OK, what about Irish people, German people, Italian? People? Right. Well, they weren't considered white then. Right. A hundred years ago, a Jewish person was not considered white in this country. So, yeah, they just start over with new definitions. And also, if you want to talk about the entire, this idea of um, of sending blacks back and the whole discussion of Liberia and all that whole thing, that's a whole thing. But, you know, nobody's going to ever ask um, ask Ibram X. Kendi, like, what do you mean by that? I mean, can you get into that? What were, what were the motivations for this idea that, that freed slaves should have a chance to repatriate or whatever. Are you thinking is that wrong for the second time? It's, yeah, I think so. But it's a huge discussion. No, obviously, it's a time that would not be considered okay for now. But, I mean, the guy goes unchallenged anywhere. He did, like, he'd be shocked if anybody asked him a question that he has to answer. Right. It's like, you don't ask me questions. I'm Ibram X. Kendi. So, mm-hmm. oh, no, you know what? Well, hold okay. on. You know what? I'm going to go back to my friend Douglas Murray for a second. Okay. Just because he slams him a little bit here. Listen. One of the great race hustlers of our day in America is a man who calls himself Ibram X. Kendi, partly to give himself a sort of Malcolm X vibe. And um, he wrote a book called uh, How to Be an Anti-Racist, uh, which is a very, very popular book in America. It's flooded everywhere. Uh, there's also a very slightly less grown-up version called Anti-Racist Baby, uh, which he explains, among other things, for two-year-olds, that you should talk to your two-year-olds about the fact that policies, not people, are the problem. I don't know if you ever met a two-year-old, but they very rarely talk policy issues, in my view. <laughs> anyway, I'll save that for later. You know what? I'll put that the, you, the whole you, that you, YouTube burn is just fantastic. All right, Alice Kay, before you... Uh, Head out, uh, knee-deep in I'm pina not- coladas. Uh, go right ahead. And Inaccurate. So 
Um, there are like more reach grifters too. Like those are just the most famous ones. And today I happened on this uh, social impact organization. I just saw somebody tweeting some screenshots from their website and I thought like this cannot be real. So I went through and I like started Googling the people they say are their leaders. And I think they are real, which horrifies me. Yeah, but you are rocking the vocal fry today, baby, and I love it. Sorry, I don't know. Is this the attitude you're going to bring out with you to the club tonight? <laughs> I'm not going to a club. I'm from Newburyport. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> okay, so... Go, go ahead. Cannot so be real. This organization is called Hella Social Impact. Oh, excellent. Um, and... So their mission and story says, so this is an organization, they like work with companies to help them not be racist or whatever. You can hire them. You can also individually take online courses, sign up for the Anti-Racist Leader 2023 online course. It's only $39. Oh, can, very it's nice. It's an online course. They'll teach you how to not be racist. Oh, hella good. It's hella. Um, so our vision plus mission. Hella Social Impact exists to notice, name, and dismantle TM. Systems of white supremacy. <laughs> They've trademarked notice, name, and dismantle. <laughs> we don't can't use those anymore. Those are taken now. No, that's, notice, name, and dismantle. They own that. <laughs> By the way, we got a uh, internal message saying since it's MLK Day tomorrow that we can't use a bunch of his speeches. Can't oh. play the audio. It's, a, it's great for radio. It's great, great way to remember the man. You can't play Martin uh, Luther I had King. a dream. You can't play Martin Luther King's speeches. <laughs> There's, hopefully there'll be a time when men are judged by the content of their character, not the color of their skin. So I'll just read it instead of him. He, he was not known as a good orator or anything. Wait, just you're want, not, I don't understand why you're not allowed to play, play the audio. Why? Because the, the foundation owns it or something. Oh. Yeah. Um, Hella Social Impact exists to notice, name, and dismantle TM. Systems, <laughs> I can't, still not over that. Systems of white supremacy, patriarchy, and other forms of oppression that marginalize, exclude, exploit, and harm black and non-black people you know of what? color. I'm going to get you NBPOC. this. I'm going to order this for you so you and the <laughs> ladies can watch it tonight. In all of our policies, practices, programs, and partnerships. <laughs> this has to stop. You can't keep doing that. Do you, do you see why I thought this was They fake? trademark P? <laughs> We worked. Uh, wait a second. Is it possible that we're, this is like a little bit slam poetry on us? Like, like the like the inaugural poet, Maybe. The, the girl with the big frothy dresses, frilly dresses. Maybe I don't know. Um, okay, harm non and black and non-black people of color and BPOC. In all of our policies, practices, programs, and partnerships, we work to co-create a world where Black and NBPOC can show up as their authentic selves, tell their stories, and be heard. Our story. What happens when you and or your organization wants to show up for racial justice but doesn't know where to begin or is afraid to fail? <laughs> First of all, the grammar in that sentence confuses Say it me. again. What happens when you and or your organization wants to show up for racial justice but doesn't know where to begin or is afraid to fail? <laughs> I'm like really confused about what's the subject. I think that should be three sentences, verb. I think. I don't know. We know exactly what that feels like. We're seasoned corporate leaders and serial entrepreneurs. We work together in a mostly white-owned, white-led company. The work was meaningful. We worked with good people. We reaped the rewards of white supremacy culture. Oh, my God. <laughs> Jesus, you Titles did? and power. You did? A Bay Area living wage and a proverbial wait, should, should seat they, at the wait, table. Should they not be incarcerated right now? <laughs> then, George. We reaped the rewards of Nazism for years and years. 
then George Floyd was murdered. Uh oh. <laughs> As black women and non black women of color, we felt the pain deeply. We could hardly focus on work. Getting on with business as usual felt hollow, harmful. Something had to be done. We called out systems of white supremacy and oppression in our company, with our clients, in our industry. We began putting social impact and racial justice at the heart of the company. We leaned in hard oh, God. in painful ways. We, sorry, we I learned, hear something we about learned, sorry, I messed this up. We I learned in hard and painful ways how much fear this brings up in organizations and how much courage and imagination it takes to do real work. We realized the work we were doing at that company is the work every company must do. We were called to do more. We founded Hella Social Impact because we believe showing up authentically and impactfully for racial justice is good for business. More accountability leads to more innovation. Focusing on the most historically marginalized folks in your company means that everyone wins. Change happens at scale when organizations get comfortable with oh, the discomfort oh, of beautiful. making mistakes beautiful. and dare to do what's right. Effectively communicating your growth and progress along the way builds trust with your employees, customers, and communities and inspires even greater impact. Then there's a note at the bottom of every webpage, too, that says here, At Hella Social Impact, we honor the generations of black, indigenous, and other non-black people of color, the famous and the unknown, who have come before us. The folks whose stories have been celebrated as well as those that have been ignored and erased. Our site imagery represents this honoring by featuring images lovingly and carefully curated by blackarchives.co, Asian American Archive, and the Hip Hop Photo Museum. Then, this is the best part. They have a culture code for you. This is their culture code. So one of the things they think apparently is that you need to put down like your social justice code for your company and then like make sure everything you do sticks to it. So here's theirs. Their culture code is called the Hella Mixtape. <laughs> this is their organizational code, organizational culture code for racial justice. A culture code is a living document and a guide for aligning your values with all aspects of your organization. It tells the story of who you are by articulating how you move through the world. I think the, we're going to have to come up with a burn barrel culture code. I agree. In our work, we... How do we move through the world? <laughs> I don't know, but we'll have to pay the money, I think, here, because in our work, we help you create your anti-racist culture code and integrate it into every nook and cranny of your organization. Seems good for business. Here's when do ours. I get the most beneficiaries of white supremacy have no roof in their kitchen? Can, <laughs> if if we can, you're is reaping there a the rewards. To, is there a number to call Clansman Roofing that I can get this complimentary um, fixed? Okay, go uh, ahead, Hella. <laughs> so the Hella mixtape. Why'd you look at me like that? Track one, get it <laughs> because it's a mixtape. Do you actually have the music? Hold on. This exists. This Hold on. Hold on. No. Um, H E L A. No, I don't think that I don't think they have music, but it's called Track One. We got you, fam. Part of our mission is to Is this not really music? No, it's not really music. Okay. Part of our mission is to co create a world where black folks and non black people of color can show up anywhere in any space with all of Space. our identities Space. in our full authentic selves. This means that we constantly and consistently work to create those spaces wherever we go. To center black and non-black people of color means that we intentionally... What's a non-black person of color? Like an Asian person or something. Oh, uh, are you sure? Because one of the women who's in here is like basically a white woman, but she's like half Asian, so she's a non-black person of color. Okay. So, okay. So they also... they Okay, they, we also were mean to them because yes. we told them to go back to... Mm -hmm. 
Uh, we intentionally work to shift power, resources, and comfort in their direction, even if that ma means making white people feel uncomfortable. Track two, business is personal. Extractive capitalism and settler colonialism. Wait a Are there tracks on mixtapes? Yeah, I guess so. Right? I don't think so. No. Uh, track two, business is personal. Extractive capitalism and settler colonialism thrive off of separating us from our humanity. Traditional business practice continue to separate us from the land, from each other, and our own beingness. Not here. Nuh-uh. In order to dismantle these harmful systems, our businesses must enrich our bodies, minds, emotions, and spirits. Track three. We get to do anything we want. <laughs> that sounds good, right? I apologize. Some mixtapes have over 30 to 50 tracks, so you okay. can't have tracks. Track three. We get to do anything we want. Oh, good. <laughs> Actually, you know, you could just have that be track one, and you don't have to go through any more tracks. That's the whole... That's yeah. your whole website in one sentence. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Bringing your humanity to work means honoring our needs. Our needs... What just happened here? <laughs> they they uh, trademark uh, my me... Tom Shattuck, TM. That's ours now. You're ours now. We can do anything we want. Now we're taking the dog. Thank you. We're gonna send her. We're gonna send her the dog for a while. <laughs> Your house is now a safe space for us. You need to leave. They're just shifting resources to the people of color. <laughs> Sorry. Oh my god. I can't get through this. <laughs> bringing your humanity to work means honoring our needs our needs for rest and joy and grief and play and on and on and on we must honor those and wait a second so we're paying <laughs> and they get to have everything yep oh i see okay i'm scared to death of track four <laughs> one of them addresses money so you'll <laughs> okay hang on i need to breathe we must honor those calm and confident voices inside of us that know exactly what we need so that we don't let the frightened, more anxious voices take over. Track four, be willing to walk away. Sometimes saying yes... Is that, wait, hold on. Is, is that them willing to walk away or are we willing to walk away? Who's um, to walk away? Uh, you need to walk away from anything that they don't want you to be oh, into Oh, I anymore. see. Okay. Sometimes good. saying yes means you have to from say... From all, all the white supremacy stuff that yeah. I enjoy. Okay. Sometimes... <laughs> Saying yes means you have to say no to the people, places, and processes that don't serve us. We say yes to the work. We say yes to the discomfort of growth and change. You don't think that they could? They sat around and said, "Guys, can we get one more p word? One more p word?" This we is, say yes to our own. It's called alliteration. Is key here, guys. We say no to any situation where we experience repeated harm and our humanity is not valued. Imagine having these people in your workplace. It's very just rigid. Rules. I'm going to try that with my boss, actually. I'm just feeling I'm experiencing a lot of harm from this request to do a presentation this but week. But, Alice, this is your responsibility, track three. <laughs> is my you humanity really everything. being valued here? You have to do everything we say. Track five, speak plain. The key practice of noticing, naming, and dismantling TM is learning to call things what they are in plain language. When is the plain language going to be in that <laughs> sentence? We work at all times to avoid jargon. Over we do? <laughs> they you worked at all times to force P words into the last track. Uh, to over-intellectualizing secret codes and plain old lies. Instead, we make space for folks to speak what is true and then believe them. No wonder. I'm getting in on this grift. I'm getting in on this <laughs> grift. I need to do this. If, if that uh, Sean King can do it, I can do it. 
Absolutely. All you have to do is say a bunch You're of- You're just a non-black person of color. The, yes, I'm a non-black person of color. I, all you have to do is say pie in the sky conceptual language that doesn't mean anything, never has to concatenate whatsoever, and then do a little bit of scolding, and then you sell, charge people for it, and they think that they're getting better. Track six. And trademark a whole bunch of <laughs> common used words that belong to nobody. Notice name dismantle, TM. Mm-hmm. Track six. Don't be weird about money. <laughs> Don't be weird about it. In other words, feel free to hold on to my own and not distribute it around to you people, I assume that's what they mean. Don't be weird about money. We are in this work to make an impact. We are also in this work to be compensated. Oh, for- didn't we just buy the tape? The mixtape, thirty six bucks or thirty nine bucks, compensated for our expertise, emotional labor, creativity, Jesus. and brilliance. <laughs> I'm sorry, I can't. Like everyone else, we must earn money for if our. Vladimir t- Putin had a shred of decency, and this is why I know he doesn't. He would nuke the Eastern Seaboard right now, just out of just out of pure sympathy. We can't go through more tracks, can we? We were, we're late. Let, we're me late. Fi- let me finish the money and then we'll go. Don't be weird about money. Like everyone you else. You better be weird about we tonight, must, money tonight at the bars. We Alice. must earn money for ourselves, our families, and our communities. We know our work has value, just like your work has value. If you choose to work with us, we expect that you understand our value and will pay us what we ask for when we ask for it. At the same Jesus. time, we are fully committed to paying. We're not allowed to, to <laughs> look at the itemized receipt. <laughs> just pay what we ask. That's right. Don't be Don't weird be about weird. it. Trademark. <laughs> Being weird about money is trademark. You're not allowed to use it. I mean, they go on, but we, I can't, I literally can't. And then like when I was reading their descriptions of themselves, their leadership team, I was like, these people have to be made up. Like, and they're not. They're is there not, a hyphenated person people. among them? Okay. So let us go to these. We don't have too many. We've got three, only three messages, I think, right now. You know what? That's, oh, no, no. We have more now. And then we're going to the Patreon show after this. I know we are. Okay. All right. I got a little uh, brain twisters or whatever since Tom enjoys those. Um, fashionable, unique, caring kangaroos. Um, I get it. Do you get it? No. Uh, <laughs> salamanders. It's what you said today's show was at noon. I know. Okay. Um. Hiding in time. Okay. I think I get um, it. You're losing me here. Caring, united mother. Okay. All right. I got you here. Thank you. I think I got it. Uh, let's see. Let's go to... Um, what are you doing? Are you just going to stop talking and... Alice... <laughs> 50,000 people have viewed my tweet. It's the woman. It's the riddle. Oh, yes, that's right. That's right. That's right. Have you seen? Yeah. Remember her? Yes. Remember the riddle lady? Mm-hmm. Change the S in the N or yeah. something like that. Did I accuse you to stop talking last week? Well, you like paused and like when I'm talking and then when I started to talk, you just kept like stopping me so you no there was one time you just didn't have anything you were like oh, uh, uh, <laughs> no yes, that's not what happened that's... it's amazing <laughs> i am paying for this microphone through patreon <laughs> mr shattuck <laughs> well said dr cheswick that's a good point well said good point well said. he owns you trademark 
Hey, Tom and Alex. Did I? Saw, um, Brandy Love's daughter got married, and oh. uh, she posted a video of uh, part of the ceremony on her Twitter feed, mm-hmm. and uh, her husband did a speech and everything. But for some reason, my mind slipped back to um, she's not going to sleep with the son-in-law, is she? Then I snapped out of it, like, oh, yeah, that's just in those videos. Yeah, that's pretend Justin, yep. Right. Yeah, no, that's, Justin that's very made up. sexual-centric today. All right. Ironhead, what is this? Oh, Jerry Callahan. Nice. Oh, my goodness. Ironhead, what is this? This new read, Adam and Eve, what is that? Like a like a Christian thing? What is this? Uh, what Jelly dong. What's a jelly dong? Uh, I don't know. Uh, is it another sexual uh, one? plugs. I don't know. What? Oh, gosh. Okay. Oh, God. <laughs> thank you, Justin. Um, thank you, everybody. And thank you for being here for our early live stream today. If you are on Patreon, just stay there because we're going to go over and do some extra show for you there. Maybe we'll talk a little classified documents. Do you think so? I don't yeah. know what we'll get to. We have a few, I have a more when stuff. Are you gonna, when are you going to start cracking a cold one, getting ready for the whale Not tonight? yet. Not yet. It's a little early for me. It is me, early. But, uh, yeah, burnbarrelpodcast.com. Say la vie. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.